What's up, everyone? Welcome to Time Out Podcast, Episode 7. Today, we have my close bounder friend, Neha. Hey, guys. So, my name is Neha Shetty, and I'm a 12th grader at Basis Independent Silicon Valley, which is a school in San Jose. Um, I'm also going to attend the University of Pennsylvania um, for the class of 2024. I'm excited, bro, for you to go <laughs> off. So I'll start firing some questions. The first one, what's a common myth about getting into an Ivy and can you debunk it for us? Yeah, of course. So I think one of the biggest myths is that you have to be insanely smart and grades are all that matters. So in reality, it's more like the holistic version of the applicant that's important. So you have to have good grades, but you also have to do things that you're really passionate about outside the classroom. So I think my biggest advice would be to find something you love to do and then keep working at it and keep branching out. Showing your passion is something that makes you authentic and unique and that's honestly what IVs want. So I can talk a little bit more about what I did. So I really focused on my love for my community and both my organizations that I started focused on uplifting underserved youth in my community. And one of the other things that I really, really love is biology and medicine. So I interned at a sexual health clinic where I was able to talk with patients from all walks of life. So homeless people, prostitutes, LGBTQ plus people, and uh, more. And I also did research where I was able to publish my abstract in the journal. So what I would say is that my love for biology and uplifting communities inspires me um, a lot in my journey. No, that's really cool, bro. That resume just goes on and on. So my second question to you is, are there any resources that have helped, really helped you on your journey? Um, yeah, so I used to read a lot of websites like College Vine, Ingenious Prep, and Prep Scholar to just familiarize myself with the process. Um, I also started watching a lot of YouTube videos describing how to get into college. Um, and not to mention, I really, really, really watched a lot of college acceptance reaction videos I think those are probably my biggest inspiration um, when I did like not so good on <laughs> tests in high school or I just had some hard times with things that I was going through. Yeah, no, that's, that sounds great. So what do you wish you had known when you started out? Um, I think the biggest thing is that to the importance of focusing on my mental health and also my relationships with friends. So a lot of times I suggest use lunch time to study or write essays or just plan out the next few months when um I mean looking back I could have used that time to grow closer with my friends and like build better relationships I think honestly your friendships and your relationships are really what um, make high school make a part of high school and also grow with you throughout high school and into college yeah no that's definitely a good thing to note down as all my friends know um, I'm not really on on social media and stuff, so mm-hmm. it's good to know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So sure. what what you what do you think your unique like what unique skills do you have that really helped you um, become successful? Um, I think some of the skills that have really helped me become successful are um, three things. So one is determination, resilience, and then compassion. So a lot of my extracurriculars were driven by both determination and compassion. And whenever I saw a niche in my society, whether it was the lack of fitness opportunities in low-income neighborhoods or the disparity in which these kids um, have 
honestly no professional and career-based role models, I was inspired to do something about it. So many times students just start things or join clubs because they just want to add it to their resume. But I think instead, um, focusing on what made me feel good, um, giving back, creating, leading other people um, is what really enriched my life and also um, helped me become uh, more successful. Yeah, no, coming from, you know, someone that has known you for a while, your determination definitely shows in your badminton, all those games in the <laughs> final rounds where it's so close and you always have that determination and the motivation to pull through and your compassion is not only shown in your organizations and stuff but even when you're just like around people like I know when you're around me I always feel like I can talk to you even though like it's been a while actually since we yeah, talked it has, and then yeah and then we reconnected and it's it's going well so I definitely know thank you are, yeah no <laughs> thank you so, so much so now, since we shifted to badminton, when did you start playing? Uh, I started when I was nine, and I remember my first tournament, I got, like, completely bageled. I think it was 21-0, 21-2. It was, like, the worst experience ever. But, um, and it honestly didn't really get better, because for the next few years, I was just, like, losing first round or second round max. Like, Coach Holsey even... Um, gave me a nickname which was queen of losing the first round so that was kind of um not the best situation like starting out a sport but i think um keep like me just going at it you know continuing was something that really really helped me in the long run yeah and i think a lot of us badminton folks can agree our first few years were definitely oh, not good literally the worst <laughs> But luckily for me, I've only been playing for a short amount of time, four years. So I've you been have a lot of time. Yeah, so thankfully I didn't have to go through that for a long time. But I'm st I still am not there yet, but working, working together. We have hope. We have hope. Yes. Exactly. And <laughs> so many people believe that like sports like badminton, basketball are challenging to the point where it becomes overwhelming and like too much to handle. So why do you think people believe that? Um, I think people believe that because sports is, it's just, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to keep losing. It's hard to keep doubting yourself. And then obviously, you know, to have everyone from coaches, parents, friends, teammates to know about your losses and your struggles. Um, I think a lot of people quit because they don't really know that or they don't really think that they can reach a goal that they have or that it's or they just think that it's way too hard. Um, and I mean, based on personal experience, like constant losses can be heartbreaking. But um, what I always try to remember is that when I'm losing, um, I always try and think of the pride and joy when that I feel when I win, um, no matter who the opponent is. And I think that's really, really important when you're starting out. Because you don't really have that many wins, but um, just dreaming about it, thinking about it, you know, kind of yearning for it is uh, what you should use to push yourself through. And I think another thing to add on to that, like from my mm -hmm. own personal experience, is that this is not, I mean, this is one specific example, but if you have a coach like Coach Fu and you stay in that <laughs> gym for like 12 hours a day. Man, I mean, it's different though. <laughs> yes. But at the end of the day, all his students are, they were at the top. So, yeah. 
yeah, so honestly, I don't, I definitely agree with the people that say it's challenging. Yeah. So I think you kind of covered this, but like, what's the most common reason for people failing or giving up? Um, I think that most people give up when things don't work out the first time or the first few times. What I have honestly realized in badminton, um, relationships, um, school, extracurriculars, literally everything um, is that nothing happens on the first try um, or nothing good happens in the first try. Um, I think the saying is that good things take time, which I've found to be um, really, really, really true. So uh, if you keep putting yourself in situations that are difficult, where you might fail, I feel like you'll grow far more than you can ever think. And that's been the case for me. So um, I do have some personal experience, um, but I think that growth can lead to a whole lot of success and happiness. And honestly, um, what I'm still learning is that life uh, apparently begins at the end of your comfort zone. So, I mean, it's really, really hard. Uh, for me, it's been really hard to step out of my comfort zone, but I think that's where you grow the most and um, that leads to the most success and happiness too. Honestly, I don't know how you did it. And since we talked about managing I academics. Been, I'm still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, as we talk about managing academics in badminton, I have a funny mm-hmm. story. So I think yeah, it was a junior nationals two years ago, right? Where you were mm-hmm. working in the, the, it was the one at Wisconsin. So you oh, were working. Yes. I so, love that one. Yeah, no, you were working in the lobby. And I remember it was like two days before my birthday, right? And I walk up oh, to you. I remember that. Yeah. And I walk that up was- to you <laughs> and I see you working. And I came up and I was like, dude, why are you working at a tournament? Because like, wait, all I remember of us, this. No, all of us like <laughs> at our age, we would just be walking around the gyms, watching different games, you know, mm-hmm. uh, doing stupid shit. But then I see you. And you're you're all you're like grinding the homework. I don't even know what you were doing at the time. And then I asked you, and I was like, "Why are you doing the homework?" And she was like, "Bro, you don't even know. I have so much work." And I was like, "She's crazy." Like, because I remember. And then now, fast forward like two years, I see the long wave come, and I'm like, "Okay, so you have to step it up." So that's 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 yeah. a funny story. That I think I was a little bit too obsessive. I feel like you can also have like a social life and like have fun, which um, most people end up doing, and you can still be successful. I think if I had remembered that more, then um, that would have been better for me. But I think I was a little bit crazy on that side. I mean, so, it, it still worked. So yeah, it ended yeah. up working, but yeah. <laughs> I feel like, of course, yeah. I mean, well, high school is high school. There's so many experiences. Yeah. Exactly. So since we transferred into a more fun, some fun questions. What's your favorite word? Um. Okay, this is really cliche, but I think my favorite word is resilient. Um. A lot wow. of times I feel like <laughs> I told you. <laughs> okay, first, I love the way that it sounds. Second, I think like a lot of times I just doubt myself, my abilities, my friendships. Honestly, like whether I deserve any success that I've had, um, whether it's like winning a match or 
um, getting accepted to an Ivy or literally, uh, honestly, everything. Um, but this word kind of reminds me that even though I failed, it's the times that I've pushed back or um, risen up after I failed that make me who I am. And this word is kind of just a reminder in the face of self-doubt. God, you make everything so deep. You know, you know, you know one thing? After you said the word cliche, I like the way that sounds. That might be my new phone. Oh, wait. Okay, now that you say it, cliche does sound pretty good. Cliche sounds good. I also like right. paper mache. Okay, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. No, it's okay. So, knowing you <laughs> excel in everything, tell, please, please answer this question. What are you not oh, good at? What are you not good at? Okay, um, well, this is something that I've kind of had to face, like, my whole life, and, I mean, a short life of 17 years, but um, I would say, like, I'm not the best person at speaking up and speaking out and just, like, projecting um, confidence. I would say, like, in a room of people, I'm not the person who would be, like, completely confident with articulating my thoughts. Um, which is something I really, really want to improve on because I feel like I can add to decision um, discussions and that I do have some good ideas that I would love other people to help me on and give me feedback on. So I think just like speaking out and not being afraid to just talk when there's so many people um, who have their attention and eyes on me, uh, I think that would be one of the biggest and best things that I could learn right now. Fair enough, but uh, since you were talking about being afraid, I, I was reminded of a funny story in the weight room. I'm not going to share the details because that's not so. I think you remember, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, <laughs> man. Not that's, the best. That's why, that's why I didn't go into details. But uh, so if oh, you could man. have one superpower, what would it be? Um. Okay, so this one's going to be hella deep again but I think I would want the ability to talk to someone and see them for who they really are um like with this I mean that I want to understand them as a whole so with their hardships their happiness and honestly everything like I feel like when we meet people or even when I meet people I just tend to create like a superficial impression of them which can be like honestly completely bogus um, and it's natural, you know, like to just mm-hmm. look at someone and talk to someone and be like, okay, this is who you are. I'm going to put you into this box. Um, but I really want to understand someone with everything that they are. And um, I do have a personal uh, experience with this. So at the sexual health clinic that I interned at, um, there was a homeless patient and she came in, she had an STD, she had a broken hip. Um, She was uh, a drug addict and alcohol addict. She uh, was divorced, living with um, her dad's friend. Uh, Yeah, and, you know, like, obviously, when you see these things, um, you you really have a not very positive impression of her. But once we started talking to her, you know, she started telling us about um, how tough it was out in the streets. Um, how difficult it was for her to become sober. She's been sober for a few months now, and she was so excited and overjoyed that she got accepted into an alcohol detox program. Mm -hmm. And um, she was telling me, she's like, you know, I hope you become successful. Like, 
you were such a kind person and I, I loved talking to you. And just like that experience was honestly like one of the best experiences of my life because it showed me that there's so much more to a person than um, what you see on the outside. And I think like viewing people like that or coming into a conversation with that attitude leads to um, a much more genuine connection with other people. Yeah, I know. That, oh, that got emotional real quick. But that, <laughs> yeah, that's... you know, I actually like started crying after no, that that's... appointment. Like it was just life changing, honestly. That's crazy, but uh, yeah, it's tough. All right, so now, oh, oh, we have one more, and then we'll go into the very <laughs> controversial topic. Um, so okay. if you were a type of food, what type of food would you be? Okay, so I think. I would be Pad CU, which is this side dish. What? <laughs> it's my favorite dish, okay? One of my favorite dishes. Okay, you can explain um, that. Yeah, so it's a side dish that has like long flat noodles, egg, broccoli, and chicken. So it's like savory and sweet, but it has like a really, really strong distinctive flavor. So you can never like mistake it for Pad Thai or any of the other Pad something um <laughs> in, <laughs> okay there's a lot of pad something okay? i know thai food's all so about the can, pad <laughs> yeah yeah so you can like it's very distinctive so i think that it represents me um because i do have like i do think i have like a strong personality oh um, yes like literally my um my friend one of my friends is telling me that i'm like really intense sometimes so I think that uh <laughs> this dish is just kind of like pretty intense um I think I I think I think okay I can share this one moment right mm-hmm. so I put something on a close friend story okay I remember mm-hmm. and I said um like I said a word which I wasn't supposed to say oh, yeah. uh, the r I remember that. and then yeah. I put psych I mean dumb right and that was yeah, supposed to be on top. <laughs> and then I it, it typed and I'm it was like, in the what middle. What is this man doing? No, it was in the middle, okay? And then I wrote like a paragraph on top explaining that. And then I accidentally, like, I forgot to move the middle part. And so I was like, okay, there's no space. So I moved it to the top. And then after you responded to my story, and I was like, oh boy, what did I just do? Because like I read it after, and the way that it sounded, it sounded as if I was being even more mean. So that's definitely a story that I'll remember. Which yeah, is no, I remember that. To <laughs> no, read like, over the just... work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was one time I was like, okay, like I got, I got to pay attention mm-hmm. to what I'm doing. Yeah. So this is the very controversial topic. So far, everyone has agreed with me and uh, one of uh, our other co-hosts, uh, Vidi. Um, which, and I'll ask you the question. Okay. Drop soap on the floor. Does the soap get dirty or the floor get clean? Um, bruh. Okay. 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 I have a response to this. Okay. So, things. Okay. This is like kind of scientific. Ugh, my brain is weird. Okay. Okay. So, first, I do think the soap gets more dirty. Yes. Yes. And. One more thing. Mm -hmm. The floor does not get more clean because the way that soap works is that when water washes over um, a soapy surface, the water washes away the dirt. 
because yes. soap yes. soap attracts soap attracts um, dirt molecules and that gets washed away by water. But if there's no water on the soap or the floor, then there's no way that the floor can get more um, clean. Mm-hmm. And so, Jake, yeah. when you listen to this later, know that a proven scientist has backed me <laughs> no up. No way, bro. So. <laughs> Buddy, your 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 thinking is just off. So, uh, yeah. So that's all that I really had. Um, it was really nice it catching up with really, you again. Really fun. Yeah, yeah it was no. Really fun. And I'm super thankful you decided to come on the podcast with us. And so for every like guest, we started this new tradition. Normally, at the end of each episode, I say times out. But since you are our special guest today, after maybe if you have a few words to say at the end. Uh, you can finish it off by saying time's out and the episode is over. So how does that sound? Yeah, sounds great. Um, I think what I would say to close it out is uh, like, okay, just a little bit of advice, you know, just like believe that things will get better, okay? Like seriously, things just have a weird way of working out. um, And that's like the biggest thing that I've learned. So just keep, don't stop believing, okay? And Last thing, time's out, the episode's over.